The Spendthrift Trust, a roadmap to massive tax savings for your S-Corp. In this video, I'm going to be talking to you about how we can generate massive tax savings for your S-Corporation by using this non-grantor, irrevocable, complex, discretionary Spendthrift Trust. But before I get into that, I need to do a disclaimer and tell you that I'm not a licensed tax or legal advisor. I don't give tax, legal, or accounting advice. This material has been prepared for informational purposes only and is not intended to provide and should not be relied upon for tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own tax, legal, and accounting advisors before engaging in any transaction. All right, before I, dump, I dive into exactly how we're going to generate massive tax reduction for your S-Corp, I want to review this trust and how it works with the tax code so you can understand why this tax uh, savings are being able to be generated legally. First of all, as I said in the opening, this is a non-grantor trust. Basically, that means that somebody else opens the trust and they use their social security number to get the trust EIN number. That's important because if you open the trust up and you want to, and you're going to be the trustee, that means you're going to, the IRS is going to consider this to be an alter ego of you and you will get zero tax reduction. This is an irrevocable trust, which means that assets have to be sold to the trust. They cannot be transferred. Now, sometimes people erroneously think that if it's an irrevocable trust, that means that it can't be modified or dissolved. That's not true. This, the irrevocable part has to do only with how the assets are sold and put into the trust. There's a complex trust, which means that it is not required to distribute to beneficiaries. Now, it can distribute to beneficiaries, but it is not required to which is a key component in making sure this is we can have legal tax reduction. Most trusts are simple trusts, and they are required to distribute. This one is not. And this trust is discretionary, which means the trustee has 100% control and has the authority to declare any extraordinary dividends to be, um, well, can declare them to be extraordinary dividends, and so any passive income will not be taxable to the trust. Now, as I mentioned, this trust is 100% compliant with the tax code. In this case, it is compliant with uh, one specific part of the tax code, IRS Code 643B. Now, this tax code basically deals with two main um, sources of income for this trust and how they are not going to be taxable. The first one is capital gains. I'm going to read here right from the tax code where it says that gains from the sale or exchange of capital assets shall be excluded to the extent that such gains are allocated to corpus and are not A, paid, credited, or required to be distributed to any beneficiary during a taxable year or paid, permanently set aside, or used for the purposes specified in Section 642C. What we're concerned about here is the fact that this trust is not required to distribute because it's a complex trust. The next part about this is that any passive income that comes into the trust can be declared an extraordinary dividend. Maybe ask, maybe ask yourself, what is that? Well, I'm going to read again from the tax code. For purposes of this subpart sub and subparts B, C, and D, the term income, when not preceded by the words taxable, distributable net, undistributed net, or gross, means the amount of income of the estate or trust for the taxable year determined under the terms of the governing instrument in applicable local law. Items of gross income constituting extraordinary dividends or taxable stock dividends, which the fiduciary, which is you, the trustee, 
acting in good faith, determines to be allocable to corpus, which means the trust itself, under the terms of the governing instrument and applicable local law, shall not be considered income. Okay? What we're doing here is when passive income comes in the trust, you as trustee can declare that to be an extraordinary dividend. And according to the trust and applicable local law, this shall not be considered income. And if it's not income, it's not taxable. So I'm going to continue on with another section of 643B talking about the extraordinary dividend. For purposes only of subpart B relating to trusts which distribute current income only, there shall be excluded those items of gross income constituting extraordinary dividends or taxable stock dividends, which the fiduciary acting in good faith does not pay or credit to any beneficiary by reasoning of, by reason of his determination that such dividends, dividends are allocable to corpus under the terms of the governing instrument and applicable local law. So again, all uh, any income that is declared an extraordinary dividend is excluded as income. That's the most important thing. At you as trustee, well, just to show you again as this, uh, why this trust is completely in compliance with 643B, because these four pillars are key. It has to be non-grantor. It has to be irrevocable. It has to be complex. And it has to be discretionary for those reasons I, just, I covered a little while ago. All the funds have to be allocated to the corpus of the trust, which means they have to be sent to the trust bank account and kept in the trust. And there's no requirement to distribute to beneficiaries. You can distribute, and that will be a taxable event for the for the beneficiaries, but it is not required to. That's what the code says. It can't be required to distribute, which this trust does not. So this trustee, you, will declare all passive income that comes into the trust during the taxable year as an extraordinary dividend, which will mean that it is not considered income for the trust. And like the tax code says, if it's not if it's not income, it's not taxable. So you might, might be asking, what kind of passive income are we talking about? Well, for this trust, it could be royalties, song, book royalties. If you have a, a limited partnership uh, in any kind of an entity, then uh, that profit sharing will be not will be passive income for the trust. Any rental income, any lease income, or any investment income at all, all that income that comes in the trust is passive income. All right, and that can be declared an extraordinary dividend. The only thing to remember is that the trust cannot generate active business income. In other words, you're not going to run a business with the trust. If you, I mean, you can, but there'll be zero tax savings because active income is taxable for this trust. So we, our strategy is designed to never generate a taxable event. And, you know, <laughs> A number one is that you never, ever generate active income with this only passive income. So now that we've got a review about how this works with tax code and, and what the four pillars are that keeps us in compliance with the tax code, let's talk about exactly the nuts and bolts of how we are able to use a trust to generate massive tax reduction for S-Corps and C-Corps for that matter. So let's talk about success step number one. The first thing we're going to do is that your, your corporation is going to sell all of its assets to the trust. That can be physical assets. It could be intangible assets. Physical assets. It could be vehicles. It could be uh, if you own a building or land, the, the corporation does. Desks, plates, uh, computers filing cabinets, whatever assets that are owned by the S-Corp or the C-Corp 
they're going to be sold to the trust. It also includes intangible assets. That means intellectual property, systems, goodwill, trademarks, uh, you know, no, uh, uh, what's what I'm looking for? It is a, a database, contacts, things like that. Those are all intangible assets. They're all put on a bill of sale, value, uh, evaluated for their price, and then they are sold to the trust. And the trust will owe you whatever amount of money that the price is because it's a sale and it has to be compensation. And so the S Corp will give a note, an IOU saying that the, that the trust owes you X amount of money for the value of the assets that were sold. All right. Now, again, we'll talk about how that works. So these assets are not sold for a profit. Our goal here is to sell them because it's an irrevocable trust that have to be sold, but at a price that will not trigger a capital gains tax event. So the formula is very simple. Whatever price you acquired the asset at, if you, if you put any improvements whatsoever, you want to add that to the acquisition price. And then if you've used any depreciation in previous tax years, that must be deducted. Whatever that final amount is, that's the, say, that's the price of the, of the sale of the asset to the trust. This is a private sale. It's anonymous. The only person that sees this bill of sale is you. So now if there is a deed, of course, if it's real property, then it might, there must be a deed, and that's going to be public record when you record it. In exchange for selling these assets to the trust, then the trust is going to give a demand note or an IOU, which basically says the trust owes you the value of those assets. And whenever you withdraw that money you know, against the, against the uh, demand note, that will be tax-free because it's a return of capital. It's not, there's no profit involved. So once we've done this, your S-Corp is now devoid of all assets. It has nothing, okay? But the catch is that it needs to have access to these assets before it can generate revenue. So how do we do that? Well, we're going to do what we call a leaseback strategy. Now that the trust owns the assets, you know, the S-Corp sells the, the trust, and the trust is going to lease those assets back to the S-Corp. And this has some major tax reduction benefits because the IRS will allow up to 70% of the S-Corp's net income to be used as a lease payment. So think about this. Let's say if you have your S-Corp's net income is a million dollars, and if 70% of that can be moved over to the, S to the trust as lease payments, then $700,000 will be transferred to the trust, which will mean that in just in one stroke, one leaseback strategy, you have reduce your S-Corp's income down to $300,000, which is an incredible tax savings right there. Now, you can get further taxable income reduction if you implement a business trust, which we provide as well. And the way you do that is a business trust can sign a professional services agreement with the S-Corp and provide professional services in exchange for, you know, uh, you can you can move another 20 25 percent of the of the s corps ta that taxable income over to the trust as an additional expense and so by doing this depending on how aggressive you want to be and about your, you know you have to take into consideration your cash flow but you can literally reduce your s corps taxable income by as much as 90 to 95 percent now let me ask you this is your mind blown yet i know when i first heard about this strategy my mind was like Boom. I, it was just crazy. Okay. Now, what I want you to do, I'm sure you have questions. I would like for you to schedule a free strategy session with me. 
you can go here to my Calendly link. That's Calendly.com slash Don Thornton. My name is spelled D-O-H-N-T-H-O-R-N-T-O-N slash 30 M-I-N, 30 minutes. Just schedule a time with me. We can go over your unique situation. I can tell you exactly how the trust can help you save money, uh, taxes on your personal taxes, corporate taxes, and how to protect your assets, which we didn't talk about in this video, but is an amazing benefit to keep your assets lawsuit-proof protected. I want to thank you very much for watching this uh, video, listening to the, the audio, and reaching out to me to schedule a call. Thank you.